be patient with yourself and also to be patient with other people or your partner or whomever, because, you know, everyone is not going to be able to run the race as quickly or as slowly as you. And you just have to understand and to know that it's okay to just own your lane and own your speed, but have grace for those that are trying to get to a place of where you are, because it's, it's not going to happen. Nice. What's up, y'all? I'm Amber, a.k.a. Ambie, and this is Ambiguity with Ambie, an interview podcast where we speak to guests about what it was like for them to encounter countless spaces and moments of uncertainty and ambiguity. And through that, we discover and learn from how they navigated it. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, y'all? And welcome to Ambiguity with Ambie, where we discuss what it's like to navigate paths and moments of uncertainty and ambiguity. I'm your host, Amber, aka Ambie, and I am joined by one of the most amazing people in the world. We got connected in college. She has been such an amazing friend and sister at this point, Miss Kiosha. Hey, Kiosha. Girl, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am so happy to have you on the podcast today. I have known you for years and years and years, but this is the first time that this amazing audience, well, some of the audience members, I'm sure, have known you, but it's the first time that some of these amazing audience members will get the chance to meet you. So tell them a little bit about yourself, girl. Sure. So for those that may not know who I am. My name is Kiosha Barnett, as Amber has said. Previously met her through Tuskegee University. Um, I was, yeah, the Tuskegee University. Come on. <laughs> and the, as a engineering major, actually. I think that, no, first we met through uh, or being orientation leaders, right? I think that's how we <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, met Amber through there, but Besides that, as you know, I'm a TU grad, but I'm also a mom, mother of one, married to my husband for almost a year now. And I know. <laughs> and now the owner of a great event planning company in Charleston, South Everybody's looking for a planner or a decorator company, XO Events, providing wedding planning, event planning of all types. So it's not just weddings, but corporate and also like social, small social events, but also providing now an event center in Charleston, but I'll get off of that. But yeah, that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> yes, she is doing it up in Charleston, South Carolina. So if you have an event coming up, even if it's not in Charleston, fly my girl out yeah. wherever you are, fly out to LA, to Sacramento, yeah. Detroit. I'm ready. Let me know. Right. Ain't nothing but a thing. I love that. So thank you for introducing yourself to the audience. But we want to start this off getting to know you a little bit better. We want them to know a little bit more about the ins and outs of, ins and outs of who Kiyosha is. So we're going to jump into this activity I like to call Fast Five. So, okay. you know, in our community, this has been a tumultuous topic for many of us. It has split families apart, turns brother against brother, sister against sister. But for the record, when you are making grits, 
and mm. eating grits, is it sugar or salt? Absolutely no sugar. It's all it's salt all day. Salt. Okay. Where and, where am uh, I? By the way. Yes. <laughs> I need you my horse. Yes. Day. Salt and butter. A bunch of butter now. Don't forget that. <laughs> all day. All day. And this okay, so this is a new one. It hasn't quite impacted families in the same way. But when it comes to that chicken sandwich, oh man, chicken sandwich, are we going to Chick-fil-A or are we going to Popeyes? No, we're going to Popeyes now. We go gotta do Popeyes. That flavor is just it's it's just different. It's just different. It hit different, don't it? Yes, it does. It just, I don't know, in the softness of that brioche bun. Oh, I think I'm gonna go to Popeyes in a minute. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. I need that. Yeah, that's good. It's Popeyes all day though. Yeah, girl, you gonna make me get some Popeyes in Mexico right now? Yes. You hit up that Uber Eats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Popeyes in Mexico? Girl, Popeyes is everywhere. But yes, there's a Popeyes in Mexico City. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so so you got to get to Popeye's. So for you, what's the vibe? Just in general, if you had to choose one or the other, would you go R&B or hip-hop slash rap? Hmm. That's a hard one because you know mm-hmm. that Gucci Mane's number one thing, okay? I am his number one fan. But, you know, it's always a time and place for everything. That's hard. I probably would do R&B, though, because I like to be on a chill vibe. I know I can the vibe most of the time. But when I'm ready to turn up, I'm going to hip-hop. So I, I would say R&B, though. R&B, for sure. Okay, okay. So I was I kept going back and forth between what this next question was going to be. Because I was like, are we going to go the R&B route or are we going to go the hip-hop route? Because for those that don't know, Kiosha turned me on to most of the music that I was listening to while we were at Tuskegee. So, come on. And then Boosie, we was in a cartoon. Oh, yeah. On rotation. Heavy. Okay? Heavy. And now you're taking me back. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man, so many amazing memories. But since you went with R&B, I have to ask you, when you were watching the verses between Monica and Brandy, (laughs) who did you have? Who you got, Monica or Brandy? Monica, I'm sorry. Monica is just, everybody's like, oh, Brandy is, Good lyrically, yeah, lyrically great. But Monica's music was so much more relatable to me. Whenever I had heartbreak, you know who I listened to? Monica. I didn't listen to no brand. No, I'm sorry. I didn't listen to no brandy. When you you got strong emotions, you ain't over here. No, ma'am, I don't feel like listening to no style music. I need to get these raw emotions out. It's Monica. It's Monica all day. Listen, I'm with you. I mess with Gunica too. I mess with Gunica too. <laughs> That's going to be her new name for me. Gunica. I'm sorry. I got to take that. <laughs> no, this, I took it from somebody else. I, 
I love Monica, man. That girl is just, she knows how to just get you there because she can sing. She's telling us a story through her music and it'll just take you back to a moment where you either felt that way or how you felt the day. It's just, I don't know. With music, for me, sometimes it's all about entertainment, but most of the times it's all about relatability. Like, if I can be taken to a place through your music, then, you know, that's that's it for me. I'm good. Yes. So we know that Monica has had to navigate tons of ambiguity and uncertainty throughout her life. So my last question of the Fast Five is, have you ever faced ambiguity and uncertainty in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people have, right? That's just, I feel like part of life where it's a way of life. Because it's, at some point, people have been at crossroads where they're like, you know, I just, I just don't know what my next step will be. I don't know where my next place will take me in life. And I mean, it's, it's just a part of the process. It's a part of figuring out who you are as an individual, as a, a parent, anything, a wife, entrepreneur, new professional. I mean, it's just a part of life. Yeah, man, it it so is. It so is. So can you tell us about a time? Because in all of those things that you just mentioned, those, because I've known you forever, I know that those have all been aspects of your journey. So can mm-hmm. you tell us about a time where you face ambiguity or uncertainty? I certainly can. And I feel like the one that has been most recent and that has hit the hardest, or I've had the most experience with it, was within my personal relationship with my new husband. And I'll be completely transparent and honest, and a lot of people will be like, girl, you are crazy. But I have been with my now husband for 18 years, and we just got married, right? So that seems that seems crazy to people. And I, I could totally understand why people would feel that way. But there were moments in our relationship where I just did not know where we were headed. So we got into a relationship really young. I think I was like maybe 15. He was about 15 as well at the time. And of course, you know, you're in, you're in love when you're young, boy. You can't each other nothing. Puppy, <laughs> okay. You can tell me this was not the man of my dreams, <laughs> okay. And as time goes on, you evolve as a person, and the other person evolves as a person. Yeah. And so we're in high school, and our mentality and our priorities then are not what they are now. So we had to kind of, kind of shuffle our way through that journey together and so there were plenty of times when I was like you know what are we supposed to be doing this together or are we supposed to be taking journeys on our own and we found ourselves doing that taking breaks going away you know hey you you do you I'm gonna do me we're gonna figure this thing out about ourselves separately and then if you know if the stars align and if God sees fit and we'll end up right back together and we've done that maybe like a couple times but that was like 
that whole phase of my life was like the biggest moments. Mm. The big unit for me, I'll say that. Wow. Wow. So, dude, you, you just brought a completely different element to this because a lot of what we, or I shouldn't say we, what I have explored is kind of that space of navigating ambiguity, like individually. What does it look like to navigate ambiguity and uncertainty with a partner? Oh my gosh. It's hard, right? Because sometimes you'll find yourselves that both of you are never on the same page, right? It'll feel that way sometimes. And so you always, the end goal is always, hey, how do we fix it? How do we get back on track together and, you know, proceed on with what we feel is like our, our destiny. And it's, I'll tell you, it's very difficult with another person because they have their method of doing things and what they think is right. And then I'll have my method of doing things and what I think is right. And what we find ourselves doing is sitting down and saying, okay, look, I understand and we're going to agree that both of our, our ways are different, but we have to figure out how we can mesh them and melt them together to get to the same result. Because I mean, understanding that you have the same angles, I think that's what really helps and pushes to do things differently and to sometimes compromise and change on on what you see as your perspective in life. And so, I mean, we, as much as you can think of for like couples, right? So we've counseling, we've done the situations where, hey, we're going to write down all of our needs and then come back together and review them together. And we can, you know, talk about how we can help each other get to the point where we need to be. And we've, we've done almost everything. And I feel like the one thing that really helped is we had to get centered on our values, our core values. And one of our core values was religion. And religion was a really huge factor for us being able to push forward in any situation. So if we centered ourselves on our understanding and our beliefs of what God has for us as a couple, what we bring to each other's lives, then we were able to kind of get through some of those situations, you know, a little bit better than what we would have if we were like by ourselves. But it's hard, you know, because when, especially if you have somebody that's, oh Lord, stubborn and strong-willed, oh my God, it's like, oof. How do, how do I get through this? And sometimes you feel like, I just can't get through this. You know, I just can't. And that's just, that's just what it's going to be. And I just don't know what the end result is going to be. So I'm just going to give up. And I'm not going to lie to you. That has happened a couple of times. That, that has happened. Like, nope, I'm giving up. This is it. I can't, I cannot deal with this or I cannot navigate this. And so what do we do? We center ourselves back based on our religion. Take a moment kind of sync up with God, and then we're able to kind of address it again. Wow. Okay. So that, that makes so much sense. Like that, that space of remembering kind of what your North Star is, what, what mm -hmm. your focus is, where you guys are, are basically aligned at your core. So when navigating this space, because I know that there's likely someone listening that is trying to navigate this space and trying to navigate it with a partner 
but they're having some issues in terms of like what you mentioned about maybe they're stubborn. Maybe they are stubborn or maybe their partner is stubborn or maybe um, one of them or both of them are not the best communicators. How would you suggest that they navigate that space to kind of getting aligned in the space of uncertainty and ambiguity, finding something that that aligns them? So I will say that, you know, sometimes, and it may not work for others, but I'll say what worked for me is that when I needed to bring myself back into alignment with my husband, we had to step away. It's like we needed, you just have to step away for a second. Get yourself together, you know, figure out what, what you want, what you desire. And I'm going to take the time necessary to figure out what it is that I want and I desire. And when you get back together, nine times out of 10, when you look at everything, your cores are already the same. You know, everything that you desire for yourself or that end result, as you said, like, it's the same, right? So I just feel that sometimes it's best to take a step back press the pause button, for example, because some, you know, you have some of those people that are like, oh no, if we, if we break up or if we separate, ain't no coming back. Well, don't say what you, you don't know, you know, you don't mm -hmm. be helpful for you or not. Just give things a try. And that's what we did. We just paused, took a break, got ourselves aligned back to what we felt was our core, right? And then we came back together and reviewed what we had time to think about apart. And then immediately, I mean, it, it's almost like instantly, hey, what's your angle? What's, and let's look at my angle. And it already aligned. So sometimes you just need to pause. And I, that's what I would suggest. Just take a break, pause, figure it out what your angle is for just you. That person will figure out what their end goal is for them. And then when you guys get together, assess if those goals are the same. And if they're not, then you know, hey, I got to I gotta keep moving. I just got to keep moving. Find some something else or someone else where we do align, you know? And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you don't have love for a person if, if your goals don't align or if you're if what you see for your life doesn't align, it does not mean that. It just means that we're on two different wavelengths and, you know, it is what it is. It's always going to be some purpose that or something that you've learned from that experience that's going to help you to take you to where you actually are supposed to be. So don't deem it as like a failure or anything. It's just, it's something that you learned. It's a learning tool, I guess. So, man, I heard you say so many amazing things. One being that as an individual, you took the time to figure out what your core was. And for your husband as an individual, he took the time to figure out what his core was. And then you guys came back together. So with that, you all took, the, took a moment to just kind of step away. So the first question I have, I'm going to give you both questions because the second one is one that I really want to answer to also. But the first question is, what does step away, what does step away mean? Because I imagine that, again, that same listener that's like in maybe this long-term relationship 
or in this situation with an ex or in this situationship in general, it's kind of like, okay, so what, what is a step away? Is a step away that we go and we see other people? Is a step away like, oh no, we're walking away for an hour. When we have stepped away, how do we make sure we come back and have the conversations we we need to have. So what so that that's the first question. What does that look like? And the second one I'm gonna ask later, but I do want to touch on what you said about the purpose piece and everything mm-hmm. having a purpose and it not being a failure, because I think that is huge. But first, tell us about the step away. Give us give us more information and like explanation around that. Right. Stepping away, I guess each person or each couple has to kind of define that for themselves. But for me and my husband, it was more so, it wasn't like we were going to go out there and date other people. It was more so, hey, let me go and focus on me because maybe there's a character flaw or I, I won't say a flaw, but there's there's some character building that needs to take place prior to us coming back together and being centered. And so sometimes like, you know, it's hard to admit when, you know, some things just aren't right within yourself, right? So like when you hear people say, oh, you're always late. You're, you're just a tardy person. No, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not tardy. You just accept the feedback and then look deep within and say, you know what? Maybe I am the tardy person. Where does that stem from? Why am I always late? Or like for us, like, Sometimes there was like, what is the word I'm looking for? It's more so like, hey, you, it's like, I feel a disconnect from you. I need more of you. It's like, I need more of your affection or your time. And you know, people have different love languages. And sometimes when they love a person the way that they love a person, they expect that in return. And it's like, sometimes that's just not going to happen. Like, that's not how I show my love. And that's not the way that I am accustomed to. But I'll try my best to meet you in the middle by providing you what you need. And so sometimes if if that's not clicking for me, you know, I need to be like, you know what, let me figure out why I can't give you exactly what you need. Maybe that's something within me that I, something that I have to heal within myself before I can actually meet you to where you need to be met. So when I step away, most of the times it's a character building thing because you've given me everything that, you know, you feel you've, you've laid everything out on the table. And it's just a matter of me wanting to accept those things and wanting to change or whether I'm like, you know what, that's who I am. That's a deal breaker. And I just, I can't do anything about it. And I found myself not, I've never been in it that space where I'm like, I just can't do anything about it. I've always tried to meet him in the middle. And that came from me taking that pause, right? So mm-hmm. just wait and just really analyze things that he's saying because we get caught up in like the day-to-day, in our day-to-day lives. So like if one day he tells me that's how he feels, I'll take it. And then the very next day, I'll probably ignore everything that he just told me and keep living my life. And if, if it's not sticking with me, then it always comes up as like this huge issue later on. And so if you just take the time to just step away and evaluate yourself first, and and again, only a couple can define what stepping away is, right? So I didn't feel like I had to define it. I felt like he knew that 
I was going to take a break and evaluate myself. And then he felt the same way. And I knew that he felt the same way. Like he wasn't looking for anybody else because again, our end goal was to be together and to create like this great family. But we just had to do the legwork on our, on our own before we could come back together. So just you guys define it, right? Y'all define what stepping away is. If your partner is like irrational, where it's like, well, you know what? We just need to take, we, maybe we just need to end things right now and just reevaluate things. And if they're like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not going to break up. If I break up with you, I'm just done with it. I'm telling y'all, don't say things like that, that you don't know. Cause my husband was one of those people. <laughs> he was one of those people. No. Don't say what you wouldn't do or what's not going to happen. Just allow God to navigate you through that time, you know, and you'll, you, you might end up being way more happier. Oh, I love that. I love that. Like there were so many nuggets in there, but the, the concept that sometimes you have to step into more ambiguity in order to find clarity yeah. in the midst of ambiguity just blew my mind. <laughs> like you have to sometimes you have to step into that unknown to find the answers and the growth and whatnot that you're looking for in that space of the unknown that you are already in. Sometimes you have to step into another level of it to truly engage in that discovery. Right. Oh, man. Wow. So with the concept of engaging in discovery, I do want to jump back really quickly to the piece that you said about when you engage in these relationships and sometimes they don't work out the way that you wanted them to, or sometimes you end up in those spaces of uncertainty in your relationship and it's not the picture perfect or it's not the fairy tale or it's not the insert thing here, not viewing it as a failure because a lot of times we end up in spaces of ambiguity and uncertainty. We view that entire season or that entire space that we're in as failure, but instead seeing the purpose in it. Can you tell us a little bit more about like that and what that maybe has been like for you as well? Yeah. And I'll be honest, like at first, when you're in that thing, oh my gosh, it's like this, this is not right. I have failed. You know, sometimes you start putting doubt in, into yourself, like I am worthless or I am, I am not as X, Y, and Z as I thought I was. No, it's just a way of you to learn how to perfect or to get back to where you're supposed to be. And so I just, I don't know. I don't know if that was a, a God moment for me, but sometimes, you know, you just, you just have to just take a look at what you deem as a disaster and just pick through that thing and like, okay, so this didn't go this way. Why didn't it go this way? Well, probably because of this. Okay, well, I know now that I can take that and apply it to some future relationship or some future effort. And it might navigate some different direction. You know what I'm saying? Like you constantly will find little lessons and little gems in all of your past situations, no matter what. I mean, it's to me, it's not a failure because if I've learned anything from a situation, then I mean, that's success, right? Because that's just setting me up for the future. And that's just how I view things on life now. And I know it's very hard to do when you're like in the thick of it. But 
if you can just constantly keep that little reminder, you know what, it's not always going to be like this. And I'm going to take something away from this that I can use later on. Then you'll be good. You'll be good, man. Yeah. Adjusting your mindset in in that space is just so critical. But I feel like it's one of those things that's easier said than done. So like, how do you, how do you practically do that? How do you kind of rewire, I guess, in some ways, mm-hmm. rewire your neural pathways? All right. But like, in your opinion, what are some ways that people can possibly begin to adjust their view of being in this ambiguous and uncertain season as a failure? And instead view it not as a failure, but as another stair step to purpose. So one thing that I would typically do when I was in like turmoil or some sort of rough patch with my spouse was I would take time in the morning to just set myself, my mind up for success. And so what I would do was I would take five minutes of my day and just spend time in prayer. And that would kind of, because again, you know, our core was religion. I would just kind of save myself and align myself with God because I know that he just wants the best for me. And I know that I am perfect in his image. And so if I just continue to do that every morning, it would set myself up for success throughout the day. So some people might spend time in prayer or meditation. And then some people, I've had like a lot of friends and then even my parent or my my mom, she would do things like, have you seen it where like people would put stickies on their mirror in the morning and it's, uh, what, what's the word for it? It's like a, it's affirmation. Like, thank you, affirmation. They would have daily affirmations and that would kind of trigger their mind to start thinking in a positive light rather than, you know, resorting to negativity. And I think that helps as well. So just figuring out some type of routine to to trigger your mind to think differently every day, that's going to help. Man, that is so awesome. That is so awesome. And amazing, practical steps that people can take. I am definitely a lover of mindfulness and meditation and of course prayer because we also connect on that spiritual level and and same faith background and also the affirmation portion like taking that time to truly put up those reminders of who you believe you're called to be what we would undoubtedly say who believe God has created you to be like having those opportunities to do that and speak that over yourself. I definitely, definitely, definitely believe in that. Oh man, Kiosha, you have given us so many amazing nuggets from re-examining the way that we look at certain concepts to practical ways that we can adjust to general amazing relationship advice. We're making sure that we engage these spaces of ambiguity and uncertainty well when we are engaging them with a partner. And with all of the things that you share with us, what advice would you have for me or anyone else that may be listening that's in one of those situations where they're facing ambiguity or uncertainty, either 
themselves or with a partner? What final advice would you have for us? So definitely, I think the thing to remember when you're trying to navigate through it all is to just be patient with yourself and also to be patient with other people or your partner or whomever, because, you know, everyone is not going to be able to run the race as quickly or as slowly as you. And you just have to understand and to know that it's okay to just own your lane and own your speed, but have grace for those that are trying to get to a place of where you are, because it's it's not going to happen. Nice. Man, that is such amazing advice. Thank you for that reminder to be patient and have grace. Oh my goodness, Kiosha, this has been so amazing. I enjoyed this, okay? I enjoyed it. It brought it brought a lot of perspective to where we are today. And and when I say we, I mean me and my husband, but it just shows like how far we have come and that is actually something that's obtainable and tangible for people to have. So anything, anytime for you too, boo. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I'm sure the audience does as well. So if anybody wants to follow up with you and maybe get in contact with you, maybe book an event space with you. <laughs> Tell the people how they can reach you and where to find you. Hey, y'all can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at myxoevents at M-Y-X-O-E-V-E-N-T-S. Call at me. I'm here to help. Hey. Love it, love it, love it. Be sure to shoot her a follow, shoot her a message. If you want to follow up and when you want to book that event space, be sure to hit my girl up or when you have an event you need planned, be sure to hit her up. And uh, you guys heard it here. Remember to be patient with others and with yourself and extend that grace to others and to yourself as you navigate this journey of ambiguity and uncertainty. It's been amazing taking this journey with you all. We will see you next week for another episode of Ambiguity with Ambi. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ambiguity with Ambi. I'm your host, Amber Latrice, and I hope you enjoyed our discussion about navigating the uncertain and ambiguous parts of life. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. And if you'd like to help support the podcast, please be sure to share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at I am Amber Latrice. Thanks again. And until we connect next time, I encourage you to embrace the uncertain and ambiguous moments of life. Talk to you next time on Ambiguity with Ambie.